That being said, are you ready to study the Word of God, yes or no? Let's get into it. We're in this series from now on, and I'm going to teach you a, a prayer template, a prayer pattern that uh, you can just pray from now on. Like, th- this should be part of your daily habit from now on. That, that, in fact, throughout the course of the Bible, there are different templates of prayer. I don't know if you've ever noticed that before, but if you have one of those prayer guides that we give away called Pray First, they're free of charge, they're in the lobby today if you want one. In it, it has different templates of prayer. And so one of those templates, remember the disciples go to Jesus and say, Jesus, teach us to pray. And he says, this is how you should pray. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. And then he goes through the Lord's Prayer. That's a template of prayer, meaning it's just, it's just a great way to pray um, every single day. Well, there's a prayer that we find in the book of First Chronicles that is a template for prayer. But I want to read a verse of scripture first that talks about the different types of prayer, different kinds of prayer. And again, that Pray First booklet is filled with several templates um, uh, that, that you could study and pray through. But this is one of them today. We're going to start with Ephesians 6, uh, verse 18, okay? And this is going to show you something really, really unique. Paul says this to, to the church, and pray in the Spirit on all occasions... With all kinds of prayers and requests. With all kinds of prayers and requests. You're thinking, well, well, Justin, I just thought there was one. No, no, no. There's lots of, there's lots of types of prayers. There's lots of kinds of prayers. And there's th- different templates of prayers. So he says, I want you to pray on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for the Lord's people. Like we should be praying for one another. We should be covering each other in prayer. And, and praying all different types of prayers on all different occasions. And it's part of that praying continually mindset. That there is going to be a specific place, a specific time that I get alone with the Lord and I just pray. But then I'm going to pray continually all day long. Anytime the Spirit puts something in my heart and my mind to pray for, I'm just going to pray for it. So it can be very, very short. I've, give, I've given you lots of examples in the past. But one of my favorites, because we all experience this, is... Every time I see an ambulance that, that, you know, lights are on and they're running to the hospital, Father, I don't know what's happening, but Lord, protect that person, whatever they're going through, and, and give, uh, give the driver safety and, and help the, the, the uh, you know, the EMTs or, or whoever, help the doctors when they get there. Just, Lord, be with that person. I pray healing upon them. Every, every time I see an ambulance, it just automatically, pff, I, I just pray. Uh, when, I, when I see people who are just maybe walking down the street just broken or hurting or they look depressed or they look like just, you know, kind of that forlong expression, Lord, just bless them. Would you do that? Lord, just, just encourage them in this day. Uh, you, you know, I just, I just pray continually. Anytime that the Lord puts something on my heart, just pray continually. All different types of prayers, all different occasions, all different types of requests. But now we have a specific one that we see in the book of Chronicles, and I'm going to be really transparent with you today about the book of First Chronicles, because if you're in the book of First Chronicles, it's not, let, let me say it like this, there, there are verses in the scripture that are very life-giving, that you pour yourself into, like, you know, we are more than conquerors, you're like, oh, that's good, oh, that's really good, God delivers my life from the pit and crowns me with love and compassion, oh, that's good, I, I love that, and then you get First Chronicles, and you're like, you know, Johnny begat David, and David begat so-and-so, and David begat so-and-so, and begat, and begat, and begat, and begat, and begat. 
chapter two, and begat, and begat, and begat, and begat. And, and even though I've read through the entirety of the Bible, I've read the Bible all the way through, I've read every book, and, and as much as I wish I could say I've read every single word of the Bible, I haven't, everybody, I haven't, I can't lie to you, because I get to the bat, to the begats, and it's like, okay, okay. Chapter two, uh, okay. And you just, how many of you are like me? You kind of skim that. You kind of skim that. Come on, be honest with me. How many of you skim it? Yeah, I do too, I do too. Because it, it is extremely important that it's there to show us, really, it's showing us, the, the if this is even a word, of the messiahship of Jesus Christ. It's showing us the messiahship of Jesus Christ. It's showing us important genealogies right there. But, you know, sometimes you go into the Word and you're like, oh, I want a word from God. And then so-and-so begat so-and-so and begat so-and-so and begat so-and-so and begat so-and-so. 600 names. 600 begats. That's a lot of begats. So I've read the entire Bible through, but not every word. And I certainly have not pronounced every one of those names correctly that I have read, right? Are you with me? Okay, and right in the middle of those 600 names is this break. It's, it's, a, it's a timeout. Like God calls an audible and says, whoa, 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 timeout, timeout, timeout. Let's talk about this guy. And the guy's name is Jabez. And a lot of you have studied the, this prayer or or. This, this really very powerful two verses of scripture in the Bible in which there have been books written about these two verses. It's the prayer of Jabez. So God has given us all of this, this, this lineage, this, these genealogies of so-and-so begat so-and-so, and then he takes a break. But I've got to tell you about Jabez. Jabez did something that apparently no, nobody, not, not, not a one of the other 600 begats did. And God, God calls a timeout and says, listen, I want to explain to you something that you need to know about Jabez and this template for prayer that we have. And the, verse, the verses are these, 1 Chronicles 4, 9, and 10. And I'm going to read it through, and then I'm going to go back to verse 9 again. But verse 9 and 10, Jabez was, was more honorable than his brother's his mother had named him Jabez, saying, I gave birth to him in pain. And Jabez cried out to the God of Israel, Oh, that you would bless me and enlarge my territory and let your hand be with me and keep me from harm so that I will be free from pain. And God granted his request. And that's it. And then, then we're right back into the genealogies. So-and-so begat so-and-so, begat so-and-so, begat so-and-so. So there's a little time out, and God says, listen, I want, I want to point something out to all of us even today, because here we are thousands of years later, and Jabez is still ministering to us. He's still speaking to us. The prayer that he prayed still teaches us how to pray. So, so Jabez, the very name Jabez, means pain. So we're going to go back to verse 9 and read that again. Jabez was more honorable than his brothers. His mother had named him Jabez, saying, I have given birth to him in pain. So let me say it this way. That the word Jabez was literally the word pain. It wasn't just like, okay, 
uh, you know, I, hey, it wasn't like in our terminology, hey, I'm really in pain, and I know a guy that was really in big pain, and his name was Johnny, so you're Johnny. You know, no, no. It, it, wasn't, it wasn't that. Actually, the word Jabez means, literally means pain. So, hey, I'd like to introduce you to my, my children. This is Dorothy, and this is, this is Dolly, and this is Dottie, and oh, and that's pain. Like, could you imagine? That, that's how he grew up. Could you imagine all of his friends? You are such a pain. I mean, what if, what, if you, what if you had a name like that? What if your name was ugly? Hey, ugly, don't you think you'd get teased a little bit? Well, well Jabez grew up, and his literal name was Pain. And yet, he's about to pray a prayer, and he's not focusing on his pain. He's focusing on God's promises. He's not focusing on his past. He's focusing on God's promises. And I want to tell you something. that There's a lot of people in this room watching online that, that there has been a label assigned to you. And maybe somebody assigned that label to you, or maybe you assigned it to yourself. Because a lot of people, you know, they grow up, well, my dad always told me that I was, and, he, and then he labeled you. My mom always told me I was, and she labeled you. But some people, in fact, many of you here in this room, it wasn't somebody else's label, it was your own label. That you looked in the mirror every day of your life, and you said, I'm worthless. I'm ugly. I've got nothing to offer. That you labeled yourself and it's the focus of your life or you went through something in which now you feel labeled and maybe your label is divorce maybe it's bankruptcy and may, maybe your label is crazy rebellious unfaithful maybe your label Never on time, never punctual, always late. How many know some people like that? Right. How many are those people? Okay, all right. All right. So, so there's a label, there's a label that other people might place on you or you might place on yourself. And I'm going to tell you something. I'm believing today that God is going to break that label on your life. In fact, the label that you are meant to carry for the course of your life is child of God. That's your label. No, I'm a child of God. You're worthless. No, I'm not. I'm a child of God. You're ugly. No, I'm not. I'm a child of God. You're broken. No, I'm not. I'm a child of God. You're poor. No, I'm not. I'm a child of God. That we need to embrace the label. We need to embrace our identity in Christ more than we do. And Jabez understood something that you and I struggle with. Hey, I've been given a label, but I'm not going to pray according to my label. I'm going to pray according to the promises of God. And a lot of you are restricting your faith and your prayer life is restricted because of the label that has been assigned to you or that you've assigned to yourself. And it's interrupted your faith. It's interrupted believing God for the miraculous. It's interrupted your belief that the promises of God apply to you. And I, I want to I help as best I can the spirit of the Lord and the power of the Lord to, to actually to be present in this room and present in your life and break that off of you today in the name and by the power of Jesus. Can I get a big amen, somebody? 
And it just needs to be broken in our life. And so Jabez, he cried out to God, and he prayed this prayer, verse 10. Oh, that you would bless me and enlarge my territory. Let your hand be with me. Keep me from harm so that I will be free from pain. So that I don't have to live out the label that's been placed upon my life. Lord, I'm going to ask you these things. Because I don't want to be what others have said I am. I don't want to be what I've been labeled as. And God wasn't offended. God wasn't mad. God actually granted his request. So much so that God loved it so much. That prayer, he loved it so much that he broke into a name, a, a list of 600 names and said, whoa, whoa, whoa time out. Let's, I, got to, I got to describe Jabez to you. Because he prayed an, auda a, 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 an audacious prayer. And God would say, and I want all of you to know that I loved it. I loved it that he prayed that prayer so much so that I answered him. And I gave him what he requested. And it is a template for prayer. Four things. That I've, I've just made a commitment in my life. And I've already started this. I started this this past week. I really felt the Lord calling me to it. That... that that to the best of my ability, for the rest of my life, as I go to the Lord in prayer, I'm going to pray these four things over my life. I'm going to pray them over my wife. I'm going to pray them over my children. I'm going to pray them over my family. I'm going to pray them over all of you. And the first one is, I'm going to pray for blessing. I'm going to pray for blessing. And there's a lot of people in this room that you're already sitting here considering, I, I don't know that I can do that. I don't know that I can pray for blessing. I'm not worthy of that. And you have a lot of reasons why you think that that prayer for blessing is improper. But Jabez prayed a prayer and God answered his request. And his first request was, Lord, bless me indeed. Oh, that you would bless me. And other translations say, oh, that you would bless me indeed. I don't know why the NIV left that out, because I think that the literal translation is indeed. Oh, that you would bless me indeed. And, and that indeed part is don't just bless me. Like sometimes we would say, dear Lord, bless me, period. No. Dear Lord, bless me, exclamation mark. No. No, oh, that you would bless me indeed. Oh, that you would bless me. Not period, not exclamation mark, but exclamation, 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 exclamation. Over and over and over again. Lord, that you would bless me indeed. You see the heart of it? Oh, that you would bless me indeed. And we struggle with that prayer sometimes. Because we don't understand our identity in Christ Jesus. And I'm teaching you that today. That God wants to bless you. In fact, I'm going to read out of Psalm 1835. It says, you have given me, the psalmist says, you have given me your shield of victory. Your right hand supports me and your help has made me great. Like your help has been a blessing on my life. I'm going to teach you that word. That word blessing or being blessed. Oh, that you would bless me is the word uh, barak. In, in Hebrew, and it, and it literally means that God, it, that, that blessing would pass through God, that God would actually stoop down and extend the blessing to us. 
And so when you're praying this prayer, God bless me indeed, what you're saying is, God, I don't have the ability to be, to be a blessing to me or others. It has to be your blessing in me and through me. Like, it's going to have to be you to step down, to stoop down, and to give me or to have this blessing pass through you into my life. Let me say this way, New Song, every blessing that you have is from God. The Bible says every good and perfect thing comes down from the Father of lights. Every blessing in your life is from God. You didn't produce it. God produced it. And therefore, God should get all of the glory. But, but don't stop there, because a lot, of, a lot of times people are struggling. Well, well, pastor, this, you know, to ask God to bless me, I don't know if that's right. Can I tell you what would be wrong about it? If you want to be blessed simply because you're feeding your materialism or you're feeding your greed and, and you're, you're feeding your pride, you're feeding your vanity, oh Lord, bless me because I want more stuff. Oh, bless me because I've got this pride issue in my life and I really want to be awesome to everybody. Can I tell you something? That God knows the motive, he knows the attitude of your heart. And he does not bless bad attitudes. And he doesn't bless sin. How, much, how many know that pride comes before fall? That pride and vanity and materialism and greed, that those things are not from God. So if you pray, Lord, bless me, but your motives are wrong, guess what's going to happen? Nothing. But watch what it says in Genesis chapter 12, verse 2. This is God. He says, and it's in your notes, I will bless you. And you will be a blessing to, not to yourself, but to others. Let me say it this way, that God wants you to be blessed so that you can be a blessing. He wants you to be blessed. He wants you to have overflow in your life because when the overflow occurs in your life, it's going to flow on to other people. That you're not going to keep it and hoard it. You're going to be blessed so that you can be a blessing. You know, a lot of people really struggle with this. Well, does God want to bless me? Are you his child or are you not? If you say, yeah, I'm a child of God, then yes, he wants to bless you. He wants to bless you. In fact, can I tell you, he wants to bless everybody because he wants everybody to be his children. So let me put this in perspective. A long time ago, in fact, now, now that I think about it, I, I got it wrong in the first service because I, I looked at the blessing more clearly of what my dad spoke to me, and it was, it was just after Jennifer and I got married. Now, we're going to be celebrating 24 years of marriage next month in just a few weeks, and, and this happened right after my wife and I got married because my dad specifically mentions Jennifer in this blessing. So, so the, Lord, the Lord spoke to me and was teaching me about the power of a spoken blessing. He was just teaching it to me, and, and I... And again, part of that teaching that I learned now 20, almost you know, 25 years ago almost was words are powerful and they produce results. And you've heard me say that a hundred times. And so I called up my dad. I said, Dad, I know you pray for me every day and I know that you love me, but I don't remember a time in which you've spoken a blessing over me. 
And, and, and the Lord has taught me about spoken blessings. Dad, would you, would you speak a blessing over my life? Would you speak a blessing over me? And my dad, and I was in tears. I mean, I was weeping, asking my dad to bless me. And I wasn't afraid to ask him because this is what I know about my dad. He loves me. That I knew that if I went to him and said, Dad, I want to be blessed, but my heart was pure. My motives were pure. I just was trying to live out the word of God. I knew that my father would not say no because of his deep love for me. And of course, my dad, well, and, he, and he's in tears at this point. He said, son, it would be my honor to bless you. He said, but give me a few days. I got to pray this through because I'm going to bless you with what the Lord wants to bless you with. And then a few days later, he came over and he had a blessing written out, one that I actually printed out and, and kept. I framed it and I, I made a photocopy of that, of that blessing and I brought it here in this, in this room today. And it's, a, it's just called, I just called it a father's blessing. And so my dad came over to my house and he laid his hands on me and he said, Justin, you love justice and mercy and walk humbly with God. That's Micah 6 eight. That's my life verse. And then he goes on. May God bless you and your wife with all the children that you desire, the prosperity to care for them, and may you and your descendants live in perpetual prosperity, the absence of poverty, and the presence of prosperity and good health to enjoy it. And may your family be a continual resource for the perpetuation of the gospel of Jesus Christ until he comes. And may you and your descendants possess the gates of your enemies and no weapon prosper that is formed against you. And that's just the first part of it. He goes on. And he just spoke a blessing over me. And I remember that day. The day that I asked for the blessing and then the day I received the blessing. When I asked for it, I knew, I knew, I knew that my father would be honored to give it because I was asking with right motives. I was asking according to the word of God. I was asking according to the will of God. And I knew my dad. I knew that he loved me. And he came over and he blessed me. And just as my father blessed me, how much more will your heavenly father, when you have the right motives and you call upon the Lord, oh, father, bless me, I pray. But your heart is right. Your motives are right. You, you're asking for the blessings of God so that you can be a blessing. That you can live a life of overflow because you want your life to overflow on other people. Drawing them to the kingdom of Christ. Serving them and loving them and caring for them. And their relationship with the Lord. The Bible says this, that... In the New Testament, it says, if we who are evil know how to give good gifts to our children, how much more will our heavenly father give good gifts, including his Holy Spirit, to them who simply just ask? He's saying, how much more would I just bless you? If you who are evil know how to bless your children, how much more would I bless you if you just Ask, and this is what I want you to know, that God wants you to ask for his blessing. But not that you can fulfill sinful desires. He wants you to ask for his blessing so that you could live for the glory of his name, so that you could be a blessing to others. 
Can I tell you something? That part of the blessing that my father spoke after, over me, and I've already read it to you, may your family, he said, Justin, may your family be a continual resource for the perpetuation of the gospel of Jesus Christ until he comes. Do you know what part of the mission statement of New Song Church is? That we exist to perpetuate the gospel of grace, helping people become passionate, devoted followers of Jesus Christ. That, that we perpetuate the gospel. The very same thing that my father spoke into me has now become an outflow of my life. I just want to be a blessing. I want to perpetuate the gospel of grace. Can I say it this way? That all of us are somewhat living out the blessing that my father spoke over me 24 years ago. Did you know that? That it's still living, that part of that blessing is still living on. I'm telling you though, how much more does your father want to bless you so that you can be a blessing? And we need to pray for it. We need to ask, we need to ask for it but we need to have the right motives. The second thing, this is huge. He said, enlarge my territory. We need to pray for influence. Oh, that you would bless me, he says, and enlarge my territory. This is about influence. Ephesians 1.18 is a powerful portion of scripture. In fact, a great prayer that it really is a template for prayer. There's about six verses there that you could pray every day. Ephesians 1 says this, I pray that the eyes of your heart, now this is Paul writing to the church under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you. Like there's a purpose placed upon your life. There's something that you're meant to do, and that's all of us. That's every person who is in the church. In fact, can I tell you this? Every person has been called. Every person has been called, but not every person is living up to the calling that they have in Christ Jesus. Every person has a purpose, but not, not every person is living according to that purpose. And Paul is saying, listen, you have a purpose. You have a call upon your life. And he says, the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people. He said, I'm going to talk to you about inheritance, and the inheritance that I'm, not, I'm talking about has nothing to do with the material things of this world. That the inheritance I'm talking about has everything to do with people. In, in fact, we read this again in Psalm 2, verse 8. This is God speaking. He says, ask me, and many of you know this portion of Scripture. God says, ask me. And I will make the nations your inheritance, the ends of the earth your possession. So if you ask me, I'm going to enlarge your territory. I'm going to enlarge your influence. The inheritance that we are meant to have as believers, as followers of Christ, has nothing to do with stuff. Has everything to do with people. You, that's why I say it this way, that your purpose will always, always, always focus on people. Always. The chair you're sitting in, not eternal. 
temporary. This building that you're sitting in, not eternal, temporary. This earth that we're living on, not eternal, temporary. But you know what is eternal? People. You. Every believer, every non-believer. We are eternal. So for our inheritance, we don't want stuff. For our inheritance, we should ask, Lord, give us the nations. Let me say it a different way. Give us the lost as our inheritance. As my inheritance, I want the lost, Lord. I don't care about stuff. I just care about people. Because people are eternal. The Bible is very clear to say that all the stuff that's around us, one day it's all going to be burned up. Did you know that? It's, it's literally just going to burn up. It's, it's not always going to be here. But you are. And your family members are. And your coworkers are. And your neighbors are. They're, they're always going to be in existence because they're eternal. They're eternal. So Lord, enlarge our territory. Give us more for the glory of your name and for the benefit of those who don't know you. Everybody, that's why we are so passionate about missions here at New Song. That's why we support so many uh, missionaries. In fact, uh, Serge, you know that we were, we were, um, we've been planting churches through the Surge Project for for. Uh, quite a little while now, um, 18 months, 24 months, something like that. And we were nearing 100 churches that we were putting on the field. Surge has changed some things. And now that they're, now they're, their goal was to plant one church every single day. And now they changed it. They said, you know what? We want to plant a church every single hour of every single day. And so accordingly, they, they, they changed the, the, the structure of their ministry. And I've had many talks with them about this, that now, instead of funding just one individual church, uh, we're going to start funding trainings for multiple pastors. So we've already funded multiple trainings for multiple pastors. And now, instead of just planting somewhere around 75 or 80 churches at this point, now we funded, personally have funded, about 350 people, 350 pastors to be on the field. Isn't that amazing, everybody? Because we're just passionate about it. We're passionate about reaching the lost. And that, that's just search. That doesn't include all of the, the funds that we give towards, uh, towards missions and missionaries. I mean, we, we support dozens upon dozens upon dozens of, of missionaries and missions organizations. And we do that because we want our inheritance to be the lost. I'm not concerned about stuff. I am concerned about people, so Father, enlarge our territory. Enlarge our territory, not only locally, but nationally and internationally. Enlarge our territory. Number three, we got to pray for presence. And he does that. He says, oh, that you would bless me and enlarge my territory and let your hand be with me. God, I'm asking for your presence in my life. Acts 11.21, it reminds me of Acts 11.21. The Lord's hand was with them, and a great number of people believed and turned to the Lord. Why? The Lord's hand was with them. His presence was right there, and people knew it. 
I, you wouldn't believe how many times, I mean over and over and over again, people come in, Pastor, I don't know what it was, but there, I tell you, I just sense something here at New Song that I haven't felt in a long, long time. The presence of the Lord is here. Well, praise the Lord. That, that's not, everybody, can I tell you something? That is the grace and the mercy of God upon our, it's the favor of God upon New Song Church, that his hand is upon us, that his presence fills this place. And I've celebrated everybody. I'm so, I'm so glad about that. Exodus 33 reminds me of what Moses, this story of Moses, Exodus 33, 15. Then Moses said to the Lord, if your presence does not go with us, don't send us up from here. How will anyone know that you are pleased with me or with your people unless you go with us? What else will distinguish me and your people from all the other people on the face of the earth? And the Lord said to Moses, I will do the very thing that you have asked because I am pleased with you and I know you by name. What's what he's saying? Let me paraphrase this, everybody. And Moses is saying, listen, God, if your presence doesn't go with me, if your hand isn't upon my life, then all of this is for naught. Like I'm just spinning my wheels and going nowhere. And, and God reassures Moses, said, Moses, 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 listen, I will be with you because I know you, because I've called you my name, because my purpose is on your life. And I knew that you would be asking for help from me. And I'm telling you, I'll be with you. Get, let me say this, everybody, that God knew that you would be here in this room or watching online. You would be in this moment right here, right now. And in just a moment, be praying, Father, let your hand be upon my life. God knew what today held. Oh, I know Justin. He doesn't get it all right. But I know that he's going to call upon me. He's going to realize that he needs me in his life. And I'm going to answer him because I know him. I know his heart. I know what he longs for. And I'm here to tell you, everybody, I can't do a thing if the Lord doesn't go with me. And I don't, I don't want to go anywhere unless the Lord goes with me. Let, let me say it a different, a different way. Some, sometimes, in fact, a lot of times, I feel I'm in over my head. I'm in over my head. I can tell you my story, and I, I won't go into it today, but can I tell you, I just feel like I'm in over my head. Like, God, if you don't help. <laughs> this whole thing, whew, if you don't show up, God, I'm in over my head. I need you. I need you. And God hears us, and he answers us, and he's faithful. The last thing, pray for protection. Jabez says it like this, keep me from harm. I wanted to show you something this morning. 1 Peter 5.8, be alert and sober mind. For your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking, looking for someone to devour. Let me tell you something about the devil. He's hiding in the bushes in your life. He's hiding in the bushes. So be sober. 
Bible, another translation says, be sober, be vigilant, be very alert. Because the enemy, he's hiding in the bushes. Seeking someone to devour. The Bible says that John 10.10 says, the devil comes to steal and to kill and to destroy. And he's looking for a moment in your life in which he can pounce on you. And that does not mean we live by fear. No, we're not fearful. We're just alert. We're sober. We're vigilant. And we're asking the Lord, Lord, protect us. And we're going to pray that together this morning. Lord, protect me. Protect my wife. Protect my children. Protect my family. Protect this church. Lord, protect us. And God says, I will. See, this is the beautiful thing about the prayer of Jabez. Jabez says, God, I want your blessing. I, I need influence. I need, to, I, I need to expand the kingdom of God. I want, I want to perpetuate truth. But I need you to go with me. I need your presence. And I need your protection. And God looked at this audacious faith. And he was very well pleased because he granted his request. In fact, he broke in the middle of 600 names to let you and me know, hey, by the way, this is how you should pray. This is a prayer that catches my attention. And I answer it if you just pray it. If you just pray it. And it should be a template of prayer in our life. It should be a daily prayer in our life. And here's, here's what the Lord showed me. Well, why aren't we praying it like that? Why, why do we have trouble praying this prayer? Why do we struggle with it? And the Lord told me two things. I want to share with you very, very quickly. Because many believers, many Christians are walking around in guilt, shame. That you're giving into a label into your life. That you don't understand who you are in Christ Jesus. You just don't understand who you are in Christ Jesus. That you, new song, are not perfect. And neither am I. But when we placed our trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, knowing that we did not have the ability to gain salvation on our own, so all of our trust is placed in Christ, then we have become children of, of God. The Bible says this that we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, and our sins have been removed as far as the east is from the west. And a lot of you have, you're allowing your sins and your mistakes to define you instead of who you are in Christ Jesus. You're allowing your guilt and your shame to define you. Instead of understanding that Jesus came to deliver you from your sins and you are not bound to them anymore. You are free indeed, the Bible says. Well, pastor, I, I still mess up. And the fact that that bothers you is proof that you are a child of God and your sins have been removed. You have been cleansed and are being cleansed. You are a child of God. So pray like it. Come on, everybody. So pray like it. 
See, when I called up my dad, I said, Dad, would you bless me? My dad, my dad knew it. He saw me my whole life. He knows of all of my mistakes. He knew of all of my mistakes and my failures and my sins. He, he knew of all the times I had, I had bad motives and, 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 I, and I gave in to my sinful nature. And yet when I said, Dad, would you bless me? I'm learning from the word and, I'm, and, and the Lord is doing something. My dad said, absolutely I will. And it was his joy to bless me. In fact, he, he, I, I, as I was coming, I was looking for this article, well, not article, but this blessing that my dad, I actually took a picture of one because I got one from my brother, too. My dad spoke a, a blessing over my brother, too. I said, hey, Rich, I, I ran across this, and I, I, I sent a picture of that blessing to my brother. Because my dad was just delighted to do it. Can I tell you something about your heavenly father? He's just delighted to do it because he's not looking at your sins. He's looking through the lens of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, into your life and saying, no, 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 they're a child of God. They're, they're my child. I've adopted them into my family, and he wants to bless you. So a lot of you are not praying this prayer because of the label that you've decided to embrace. Instead of embracing the label, I am a child of God, you've embraced a lie. And I, I want to encourage you, let that be broken in your life. In fact, number five, write this down. Because of Christ, you can pray bold prayers. Let me prove this to you in Scripture. In Hebrews chapter 4, starting in verse 14, it says, Therefore, since we have a great high priest who has ascended into heaven, who is Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold firmly to the faith that we profess. Let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence, like we can be bold, so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. Let me say it this way, everybody, that every single prayer that God answers always flows from his grace and his mercy. So, so a lot of times, Lord, heal me. That flows through his grace and mercy. Lord, provide for me. That flows through his grace and his mercy. And we can boldly ask those things. And then we get to this term, Lord, bless me. Oh, I don't know if I can answer that. Well, or I, I don't know if I can pray that. Here's the question I have for you. Are you praying it with right motives or not? Are you praying it to gratify your, your sinful nature? Or are you praying it so that you can be a blessing to others? Lord, I want a life of overflow, but not for my benefit. I want a life of overflow so that it could be beneficial to others. I'm asking for your blessing. I'm asking for increase. I'm asking for influence. I'm asking that you enlarge my territory. I'm asking, Lord, for your presence. If your presence isn't here, it's not worth it. I'm just spinning my wheels. I can't do it. Lord, I'm asking you for your protection because I know that the enemy's out to get me. As I follow after you, the enemy's out to get me. God, I need you. And God says... Absolutely. I would love to. God is not afraid of bold prayers. In fact, the word of God says we should be praying them. That we can have confidence to approach him because he sits on a throne of grace and mercy. 
that God is more concerned with your purpose than he is concerned about your sin. He's already dealt with the sin issue in his son Jesus. You see what I'm saying? So why are you focused on something that he's not focused on anymore? You're a child of God. You've been washed by the blood of Jesus Christ. You've been cleansed from all of your sins. Now pray like it. Now pray like it. Every day, there's a template for you. Lord, bless me. Lord, give me influence. Enlarge my territory. Let your presence go with me and my marriage, my family, this ministry. Lord, I need your presence. Lord, I need your protection. And God says yes, which is the second. The first thing is we struggle with guilt. We struggle with shame. struggle with labels. The next one is a lot of people. You struggle with faith. You just struggle with faith. Well, how do I know God? I don't know, how do I know God's going to do this? How do I know that he's going to be faithful? How do I know I'm doing the right thing? How do I know? How do I know? How do I, can I tell you something? When you trust in the Lord with all of your heart and you refuse to lean on your own understanding, in all of your ways you're submitting to him, you're surrendering to him, and he will make your path straight. He'll make it obvious. So don't worry about that. Yours is to surrender. And I'm calling you to that today. The Holy Spirit is calling you to that today. Be a person of faith. Be a person of surrender. And be a person, be a follower of Christ, be a child of God that isn't afraid to pray some very bold prayers, but not for your benefit, but for the benefit of others. Would you stand up with me today? If you've not given your life to Jesus, today is a day to do that. I'm going to ask that nobody move around, not even Dream Team members, just stay where you are. If you've not surrendered your life to Jesus, today's a great day to do that. And then I'm going to speak a blessing over your life. Would you bow your heads with me? With nobody looking around, the greatest thing that you could ever do is surrender your life to Jesus. And if today you realize that Hey, I'm a sinner in need of a savior. And I need to surrender my life to Jesus. The Bible says if you confess your sins, he's faithful and just to forgive you and cleanse you from all of them. Today's a great day to do that. With nobody looking around, if you want to surrender your life to Christ today, would you raise your hand or hold it really high? Let me see who you are. I'm not going to embarrass you or call you out. At least six hands. Thank you. You can put your hands down. I'm so proud of you. Seven. I'm sorry. I see that. So proud of you. And I'm going to pray a prayer. Lord, I surrender today. If that's you, if you raise your hand, pray that prayer. Lord, I surrender today. I believe in you, Jesus. I believe in your birth. I believe in your life. I believe in your death. I believe in the resurrection. And to the best of my ability, the best way I know how, I surrender my life to you. I repent of my sins. My sins have kept me from you. And I don't want to be involved in those things anymore. I don't want anything to keep me from you. So I repent of my sins and I trust in the work of Jesus Christ alone. 
and I confess, Jesus, you are Lord. Today, I make you my Lord and Savior. I call upon you for salvation. And I thank you for it. According to your own word, that if I confess that I'm a sinner in need of a Savior and call upon Jesus, that you are faithful and just to forgive me of my sins and cleanse me of all unrighteousness. So, according to your own word, I thank you that now I am a Christian. I am a follower of Christ. That my sins are gone. And I've been made alive and been made new in Christ Jesus. I am now a child of God. And I give you praise. Thank you, Jesus, for coming into my life. Help me to follow you all of my days. In Jesus' name. Now, if you prayed that prayer, everybody could look at me just for a second. We're not through praying yet, so stay where you are. But we have a book for you called Fresh Start. You can pick it up at guest services. It just helps you get some good footing underneath you as you move forward in your relationship with Christ. Totally free of charge. Go to guest services, and this will help you out a lot. Now, for the rest of us as passionately devoted followers of Christ, we are called by our Father to make a difference in the world. And I'm going to bless you today. The prayer of Jabez... I'm going to declare it over you today. And I'm declaring it over me and my family as well. Would you close your eyes with me just for a moment and open up your hands toward heaven and let me bless you very quickly. Heavenly Father, in the wonderful name of Jesus Christ, our Savior, our Lord, the strong Son of God, I bless my church family, whether they're here in person or watching online. New song. Oh, that the Lord would bless you and bless you indeed, I declare his blessings over your life. I declare over you that he is going to enlarge your territory. He's going to give you more influence. I declare over you today that the Lord's hand will be with you. And I declare that he will keep you from harm. He's going to supernaturally protect you. And I declare that over all of us corporately, as well and I pray it and declare it in Jesus name and if you receive the blessing of the Lord say amen amen I love you so much so much don't miss this Wednesday night 630 here and don't miss encounter make sure you sign up for that remember one invitation can change a life so invite somebody to church with you next week God bless you guys I love you so much